0: Hello and welcome to the All About Pigeons podcast. Chris, uh, is there anything you wanted to open up with on this podcast today?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my loft. It's one of my favorite places on earth. That's all I got to say about that.
0: <laughs> right on. Yeah, and we'll we'll definitely come back to that because, yeah, it's definitely a nice, nice, fun place to hang out there. Um, I wanted to start with so I got the Encyclopedia of Pigeon Breeds in front of me here by Wendell and Levi. And uh, in that book, you know, he has his opener, kind of like a prehistory of pigeons, and he talks about, you know, propagation, the facts, and lives of pigeons, and he has a nice section in here all about lofts and designs of lofts. So I mean this this is kind of like one of the foundation books for pigeon keeping. So I thought we'll just touch on some of what he calls the basic principles for a pigeon house. One, sound, unleaking on roofs and sides. Two, a separate lofts for mated pairs and for youngsters. Three, a double nest. Four, headroom inside the loft for the breeder, seven feet high in front and about six feet high in the back. Number five, loft ceiling at any point, not to be over seven and a half feet so that the flying birds will not be out of reach. Number six, no double walls, which are hiding places for rodents, parasites, insects, snakes, etc. Number seven, on open front lofts, the floor should have a gentle slope from the back towards the open front. So, you kind of touched on it, even just reading those right now, I've, I've made a mistake with some of my loft conversions, I guess, because the only really legit lofts that I have on my property would be the one kit box I built for my son's rollerbirds, and then that one that you made out of steel for roller pigeons. The other two lofts I have are old, uh, there used to be other buildings that I converted over. And because of that, I don't necessarily line up with what Levi would like to see in a proper loft.
1: I'm feeling pretty good about this loft right now. Did um, you check off all those items there? I was. I, n- no kidding. I was sitting there. I was looking around, um, the only thing that I could do better in here, I think, is more ventilation, but I would have to take off so much of the building, mm. wow, um, now that it's it's very hot in here, it still could be better, the, it's got a shingle roof on it, you know, that kind of holds the heat in,
0: yeah, could be better. Yeah. There was another article I read in the Racing Pigeon Digest about a guy who, um, you know, he talked about, okay, you know, Belgian lofts and stuff like that are so much different because, so he's in Illinois, and he's talking about, yeah, in the summertime, we're over 100 degrees, and in the wintertime, we're the negatives with 10 inches of snow, and and they'll also get insane winds out there, too. You know, so you got to build something where year-round, your droppings will be able to dry, you know, I think I think that's a big part you know ventilation and if it's if you're in a place that gets that cold you got to insulate just for the dropping sake the birds the birds are tough the birds they've done some crazy stuff with what what temperatures birds can handle and uh, it's not so much for them as it is just for the overall health of the loft and you're fighting heat I mean you guys as nighttime temperatures in the summertime you know, it's insane that it's just, it just never really gets cool. They're, they're constantly in a hot building, it seems like.
1: Well, it's they, you know, they eat pretty good. Honestly, mm-hmm. they surprise the chicken, does. Uh, But the um, so right now it's so humid because we're in the middle of the monsoon season. It's so humid. And, and when I say humid, I say 30 to 40% but when it's 105 degrees that stifles everything and uh it's it's hard tough to deal with you never get any cold water the birds is drinking 95 to 100 degree <laughs> water all the time even out of the, the tap yeah you know uh they do pretty good but yeah as long as you, you got to keep it dry and this uh this building in here it feels real muggy um, I did add I added a bunch of um, vents in here in the floor. Okay. okay I
0: was just gonna say if they're down there in the bottom yeah
1: I added um, uh, six more vents it's a, they're about a square foot apiece so about eight square foot and then now I've got the doors off of it and it's got that screened in porch so it's all of that ventilation too I hope it's better. I think it's
0: better. So, being that that's a new construction loft that you just did, can you kind of go into it a little bit about, you know, how, how you built it and why you built it that way?
1: Well, um, the only reason it is this way is because I had this building. The building had an accident when they moved it and they wrecked the floor and they crashed the side of it. And, um... So I got a pretty good deal on it. It's not much good for... I mean, now it is after I rebuilt it. But uh, it wasn't much good for anything.
0: And it's a portable, like, shed building, right? Like an OSB style?
1: Yeah, it's an old, uh, tough shed. Okay, gotcha. Probably about 20 years old. But it looks good inside. It never leaked. Um, but anyway, uh, so it was a little tough. So I cleaned it up, fixed some of the floor... And all that stuff, and everything that's in this building, is something that I have salvaged, inside and out. The only thing that I purchased was a piece of linoleum for the floor, and a piece of metal for the the floor on the patio. That's it. Okay. Um, but that's why I went went about it this way. If I was to do it again, it'd have a flat roof and a whirly bird. Oh yeah. Because this is those not a flyer, this is not a flying loft, so I don't have to worry about the birds landing on on the whirlybird or anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, and those do work really good for sucking heat out and stuff like that. And so the the steel for the floor you got, um, what exactly like what gauge and everything is it that you got? Because it's a it's a drop through, right?
1: Yeah, so it's um one inch expand or three quarter expanded metal okay. and I think it's um I want to say it's 14 gauge or 12 gauge but um, okay. it was relatively inexpensive when I bought it um, prices have changed <laughs> a lot yeah. but I think you could still if you got to a good steel yard where they sell a ton of it um, you could get it reasonably priced probably 60 to 75 dollars a shoot now it was yeah. like 30 a sheet back when I got it. Okay. And how many lofts do you have? Just two going right now. Just two? Oh. Yeah.
0: And is well, that a I fly mean, I and a breeder? The,
1: I got, yeah, a fly and a breeder. And then I got the little uh, chicken coop loft for the, um, the king pigeon.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: But my, well, kind uh, of...
0: go ahead. I was going to say, that's, you know, it's, with these lofts, it's, you know, they had a picture in this book of William Levi when he was a kid and he had just stocked stacked a bunch of boxes and that was his loft, you know, when he was younger. You can really get away with almost anything and then there's I'd say there's that side of it and then the other side of these really, really amazing lofts that are bigger and nicer than my home in like Europe and places like that oh, where I mean, but they're built they're to last. They're
1: built forever, man. Really yeah, have brick foundations. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, and they, you know, and, they, and it looks like a house. They got beautiful siding and trimmer on the windows and landscaping out front. You know, that's yeah. the other side of it for sure. And
1: they don't. You mess know, around
0: oh, and they. And I'll, I'll say this too: that yeah, these guys are racer guys, and this is what they do professionally most of the time. It's just like any other business. You know, you put money back into it, and. You know, you remain that way successful. The uh, more like hobbyist aspect of it, um, I've seen articles before where they talk about, yeah, converting old sheds, converting old buildings. So my, like my flyer loft is what used to be our outdoor shower. So it's roughly, oh, I don't know, six and a half feet tall. It's kind of trapezoidal shaped because we had a 50 gallon barrel on top. Um, I don't know, four feet wide, three feet wide, four foot long. Um, so, and I put dog, I just took old dog crates and, you know, cut and grinded and put them together for a little aviary outside. And, uh, that's my fly loft and I'm not flying a ton of birds out of there. I'm flying like six or eight right now. And then I got a breeder loft, which as I was reading through Levi's description, that part where he talked about the double wall. Um, I I've noticed that was a problem because this building was, it's an eight by eight and it was made out of pallets. So two pallets wide all the way around and pallets, you know, they got that big gap in the middle when you seal off both ends. And I've had problems with mice in the past and I took care of that. And then I had a problem with a a snake a year or two ago. I don't know what it was. I thought my, I thought my baby chickens were getting abducted by aliens. I would just go in there and they'd be gone and no sign of nothing. I'm looking all over for scratch marks and stuff. And then I just had it one day I was sitting in there and, waiting and I saw this big bull snake come sliding in and uh I'm like that's what it is that's what's going on here I grabbed that sucker and he whipped around and got me and you know I got rid of him but you know those double walls and you know if you can you know my goal is to build a nice loft build it to kind of like Levi's talking about here and uh you know you build a really good loft you can prevent a lot of issues you know I would have not had issues with that snake eating my babies and mice and you know, because you can have all kinds of problems, you know, later on down the road with a poorly designed loft, sickness, all kinds of things. Um, you can get by with making it out of another building, but I mean, I do think that if you can build one intentionally, you know, like that loft that you brought up here, that steel one, you know, that thing's got great ventilation through the floor, through the top, you know, it's big. It's so much bigger than what it actually looks like. It's kind of Deceiving. I mean, we could actually hold a lot of birds because I think, am I right? That the standard is one square foot per bird.
1: Uh, I don't know. I honestly I mean, don't. I don't know. I. Uh, I mean, that sounds about right. You know, that if that was four by eight, be thirty-two birds. Yeah. I've got I've got thirty-two birds, or I've got uh, no. I don't have thirty-two birds. I have um, twenty-six birds in a 4x8 with the fly cage that's my um, my racer lock. there's 26 okay. in there and it's nice it's not all flappy and dirty and and you know the, when you walk in there it's not all overcrowded and stuff yeah it, it's not too much to take care of I really like the way that one's put together it's got the wire floor and the slats from the wood fence a lot mm-hmm. of ventilation a lot of yeah. ventilation it's really nice that way and one thing that i think everybody should have is one of these old scrap um uh, patio doors
0: people okay give them,
1: people they get ugly people take them off their house and they give them away all the time yeah okay. i've scored i've been lucky enough to score two of them so i got one of each <laughs> loft, and they're yes. awesome nice and it's all you know it's all ventilated too so i don't have to worry about none of that uh being blocked off that's a that's a big vent so that's cool it's nice and breezy in here right now
0: nice yeah the that's one thing i thought about because with with my eight by eight breeder loft i thought about just taking a two inch hole saw and punching some hole saws through those hollow walls unfortunately but sticking a piece of pvc screened up just to get more floor floor ventilation going through there um, yeah. cause it does have, I got windows on all sides and I can open and close windows, but you know, the windows on all sides thing didn't really work out either because in the summertime, I'm, I got a tarp on the inside to block off the summer one just to kind of help with the temperature a little bit, and you know, keep it from turning into a solar oven on those poor guys. So tarping off the West and South window helps. And then in the wintertime, of course, I'll bring it back off and, you know, they get, they got a nice little view of 360 degrees that way um yeah you know it was never meant to be that was it was just an eight by eight pallet building it's been a washing laundry room it's been a playroom for the kids it's been all kinds of things and now it's a pigeon loft like um so that's i really would like to get a nice purposeful built loft and being able to separate the hens and the cocks you know uh, that's that's an age old technique especially for breeding and stuff that yeah. I'd really like to partake in to have way more control over that because it's always been a free for all you know just open breeding going on all the time yeah
1: no minor are, mine are all pretty well paired up they don't uh, they don't seem to want to change after they've been put together for a while but yeah
0: and that's, that's that's yeah
1: I can't split anything up right now. I don't have the. Uh, there's no dividers in here or anything, so it's just kind of they're doing their thing. I have to trust them to be monogamous.
0: <laughs> well, that's a says that's a thing. Like if I know with rollers, I had my son's rollers in with my racers before, and he had this one cockbird that was just hitting up all the females, and the, uh, just nest yeah, jumping. The
1: dudes, <laughs> the dudes are busy yeah uh, mm-hmm. if you got a good cockbird in there, he'll he'll steal all of them. Um, I got uh, well that one that those king pigeons, there's only one cockbird in there and he's running them all. just, just doing this
0: thing. So you were talking about so you got a fly loft and a breeder loft. Can you go into why you chose one to be a fly loft, one to be a breeder? how it's set up to determine what you're doing with it? Okay,
1: so, a long, long time ago, uh, not so far away, I uh, I started with one pigeon, and then I got a couple, and then ended up with too many to keep as pets in the house. Um, I told somebody I was interested in racing homers, and they were gracious enough to uh, give me a whole bunch of really nice stuff. So I needed a spot to put them. So I set out and I built that that flying loft, and then. Um, I've been breeding, I've been breeding in individual cages, um, kind of in an indoor setting. And then uh, now I was fortunate enough to come across this building and put this together. So, I mean, I really didn't pick one over the other. I really wanted to fly birds though. I was flying the rollers too, and they were in a different lot. So that was really cool to me and I was really excited about getting some homers flying.
0: So I did the flyer loft first. Are That's you doing perches or nest boxes
1: in your flyer loft? Um I'm, I've got five perch or five nest boxes left. Just the ones that they picked. I took everything else out cuz I'm fixing to move everybody over to the breeder loft once I get all that straightened out. Okay.
0: So is it just the size factor that you want the bigger loft for the breeders?
1: Um, I really didn't need that much room for the breeders, but it was too busy. way too busy in there. Um, when you're trying to move your flyers and that kind of stuff and the the flyers are all adolescents, you know they're all jumping around like like yeah. crazy most of the time. So they don't get along with the, the pairs and everybody's struggling for territory. Yeah, uh, just, it's a constant back and forth. And they're with your, a...
0: with your roller setups, you're doing perches or nest boxes in those.
1: Um. So, if well, so they're in the breeder loft. There, they got okay. nest boxes and perches in there.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I got
1: you. Yeah, there's like, um, I don't know. There's more perches than there are nest boxes. They got all kinds of spots to chill. Yeah, but, but I've
0: heard they're... before you want to have more more perches and or nest boxes than you have birds so that way there isn't that like fighting for territory
1: well they pick two they'll pick two boxes like the those rollers in the house they they got um two different spots they want to be all the time yeah you know they'll they'll drop eggs in one spot and then they'll chill in another spot and the next thing you know, you got eggs and you know, not eggs in both spots, but you got babies on spot and eggs in another, and they're going back and forth. Mm-hmm.
0: And even like breed specific, you know, if you're dealing with like some fancy pigeons that got like the real feathered out feet and stuff, you'll see different, you know, people using different stuff for the flooring. Um, they yeah. use the doll rods for the perches and stuff like that, you know, really trying to take care of those feathers on the feet. Um, yeah, roller the kit boxes for roller pigeons those are pretty one of a kind unique to that to that style I mean they're tiny little boxes with a ton of birds in them and it's a it's a really controlled way to to fly birds I mean it's similar to racing but it's its own thing for sure too
1: it's different it takes a minute to get used to and you know until you've seen it work it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me yeah, You know, at first I was like, oh my goodness, I could never, I could never put that many birds <laughs> in that box. Definitely. Yeah. But if you do it right and you do it with the wire floor and all that good stuff, um, you know, you got, you get the ventilation. They're not standing in their poop. It keeps them from breeding, Because um, you don't want, you don't want your rollers breeding while you're flying them. It's just a pain in the butt. Right, I've heard about the uh,
0: hens. If a hen has an egg inside of her, kind of developing, and she goes into a crazy, wicked spin, then you know that could cause all kinds of problems with that egg coming out in flight. I
1: never, see, I never heard about all that stuff. I I never I seen. thought that maybe we'd see an egg fall out of one, but I never heard about all that stuff. Nobody warned me, so I flew them. Yeah, maybe that's why they didn't roll, because they had <laughs> they had busted eggs.
0: Yeah, well, that's you know I had uh, I talked to my son about those those rollers you gave him those breeders and I was like hey Chris said that you could fly those and well I don't want nothing to happen what if a hen has an egg in her you know it's something that we read a while ago you know and it's like all right you know but I I don't
1: know man they those things were egg they were a machine they made eggs all the time and it it's a hassle because they want to sit so you don't they don't want to fly they want to watch their their eggs yeah so then they're always hopping back in
0: yeah, back yeah. In and not, the pushing eggs. them or something like that then I would think that they would sit on their eggs you know yeah. you know you're not hand picking them and taking them out for a toss or something like that then if you're just opening it up and giving them that choice then I wouldn't imagine that they would stay on the eggs
1: well they're they're flighty they will they will get off the eggs you just walk in there They'll, they'll, move. You don't even have to disturb them. They'll do it themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of thing about a roller. They're a lot, they fidget a lot more than a racer does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's one of the. Uh, we should probably do a, a segment on rollers sometime because that definitely uh, is a. It's a popular. No about rollers, man. Uh, you've got rollers though, and.
1: You know, They're cool
0: yeah they're i mean i like i said before i love performing birds and man those are performing birds they really put on a show for you Oh yeah, that's that's pretty cool and you know we could it's really popular right now a lot of roller guys out there and um especially where we are you know you see a lot of the roller guys there too but um well let's wrap this one up for the uh for the lofts and stuff but uh thanks for all your insights on it thanks for uh, doing it inside of a loft man that's super authentic i appreciate that
1: super quiet like they've made zero noise this whole time because of the storm they're oh, all down they're just chilling
0: yeah yeah that's they're, right
1: they're staring at me going what is, what's he yapping about because is he
0: talking crazy. to us
1: right not the, i got the two roller birds up there kissing that's all they're doing there
0: nice i'm to get some babies out of them soon so all right, man thanks for being on again and uh we'll talk again soon